You are listening to episode one of season two of the Design Influence with Albinos. One year later, and I can't even believe it. This time last year, depending on when you're listening to this, I became an official podcaster. I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes, spoke to a lot of people, and went on the ride of a lifetime because I took a leap of faith and invested in another one of my big, crazy ideas. Now, a year later, we are back for season two. Six months later than I planned, but that's totally okay. And I'm just super excited to be back with new conversations, new stories, and new lessons to share. For today's episode, which is basically our anniversary episode, I didn't want to just dive back in right into, you know, business as usual and the usual designpreneur topics. But I also wanted the conversation to still be meaningful and not just, hey, where have we been for the past six months? (laughs) So I decided that thinking back on these past six months, thinking about the design influence as well as Albino's, I wanted to share with y'all some of my key takeaways from the time that we haven't been chatting. Y'all know I love a good list, so this seemed like the perfect way, excuse, (laughs) to kick off the new season. Eight lessons I learned while starting over. So if you are just a tad bit curious as to where I've been, the pivots I've made, and all that it's taught me, grab your coffee or your tea and let's chat. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Design Influence, a show dedicated to changing the conversation and creating impact on and offline. I am your hostess with the mostest, online interior designer, content creator, and nonstop idea machine, Alvi of Alvi Knows. If you're ready for some candid and caffeinated conversation about everything from growing pains as an entrepreneur to decoding design tools to figure out what the heck it means to be an influencer, Then turn up your earbuds and let's dive in. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the show. It has been, it's been a while. And in case you are new to the show, new to me, and just stumbled here somehow, hi, welcome. Definitely glad to have you. In case there are some of you that are in fact new, before I dive into just everything else, I do want to give you a brief rundown just to this whole situation. But if you're not new, feel free to skip ahead. I am Albie, an online interior designer, content creator, and I am also a military wife, toddler mom, and West Coast transplant originally hailing from New York City. In the past year, I added a few more titles to my hat, including published author and visual merchandising manager. Last year, I decided to launch this podcast, The Design Influence. And this was after trying a few different ways to connect with you guys, my fellow designpreneurs. I wanted a way to just literally talk to y'all, but something that was more detailed than a blog and more intimate than a conference. While this show was mostly just me talking, I also invited some of my faves in the industry to come and share their stories. P.S. You should totally binge season one if you haven't already. When season one wrapped up in the spring of 2019, the plan was to come back in the fall, but life had other plans. And that is what I want to talk to you guys about today. 
with every pivot, there was a lesson. So let's dive into what those lessons were. Lesson number one was that plans change, and that's okay. I wish I could say that the delay of the show was the only pivot I had to make. But in reality, 2019 was riddled with oh shit moments that forced me to constantly be on my toes. From a health scare to an unexpected deployment, it was just pivot after pivot after pivot. And at the beginning, I won't lie, I tried to resist every single one of these changes because I was just stubborn. I was fixated on my precious plans, but eventually, begrudgingly, I learned that there were there was beauty in the changes. It was probably one of the most painful lessons for me to learn, but it also allowed me to embrace and dance with the unknown. So many additional and just unforeseen opportunities were birthed once I was able to just let go of my broken plans. Lesson number two, hustling is not a badge of honor. I'm sure we have all heard some variation of this saying, but I feel like I definitely lived it. In hindsight, I was probably hustling backwards because the harder I worked, the further away I seemed from my goals. But more than this, it put a strain on my health, my marriage, and my finances. So what was the point of all the hustling? On the surface, probably to even some of y'all, it seemed awesome. But the truth is, it sucked. Like, a lot. (laughs) Since choosing to just slow it down, I have seen way more progress and have had way more peace. More than I've had in a really, really long time, actually. My 2020 word of the year is balance. And in creating my vision board for the new year, I actually found a graphic that perfectly summed it up where the word hustle was crossed out and replaced with the word balance. Definitely needing and wanting more balance and less hustle. Lesson number three, it really is okay to walk away from entrepreneurship. On episode nine of season one, I talked all about walking away from entrepreneurship. Who knew that just four months later, I would actually be doing exactly that. And guess what? No one died, the world didn't end, and life is great. I mean, not great, but life is fine. (laughs) While I still clearly have my independent endeavors like the show, my blog, my book, I have still been able to focus my talents in a way that's been really, really refreshing. With everything that was going on in my life, I just needed to take a breather. Time was being invested into client work, but also into acquiring clients. The constant hustle and constant anxiety was honestly suffocating me and just something had to give. So I called on my previous life as a visual merchandiser and was able to couple that with what I had learned through entrepreneurship. And I secured a visual merchandising manager role with one of my favorite home retailers. So no longer having to run the ship gave me the space and grace to just focus on being creative. And then I could unplug when the day was over. What a crazy idea. (laughs) Actually being able to stop when it's time to stop. Lesson number four, starting over isn't failure. In nearly 
every facet of my life, professionally and personally, I have had to start over. Like I said before, I resisted the new beginnings because it felt like I was failing, but really I was evolving. I was growing. And starting over, I have strengthened my health, my family, and my finances. While it was definitely a very uncomfortable experience, most things worth having start out with a little discomfort. The fear of failure was just an extension of my own insecurities that I had to work through. So shifting my mindset was really the first step in not only healing, but succeeding. Lesson number five, all skills are transferable and retransferable. Now let me explain. I have shared this lesson before, but I really do think it bears repeating and explaining. My transition into interior design was a culmination of my work experience and education. I wasn't classically trained in design, but I used my previously acquired skills in visual merchandising, architecture, and marketing to launch Albinos. In trying to propel my design business, I pick up, I picked up and refined a gaggle of additional skills that I ended up bringing back to visual merchandising. So social media marketing, photography, storytelling, all of that. Everything legit came full circle. So while in the moment, it really did temporarily feel like a waste, nothing learned is truly a waste. Every single thing that I picked up along the way has benefited me in one of my many, many next chapters. Lesson number six, people are always rooting for you. From attending conferences to writing a book and everything in between, I cannot believe, honestly, how many people were watching and more specifically, standing in my corner rooting for me. Even ideas that I had to like put on the back burner, like the influence directory courses that I had planned to launch last year, people reached out and were patiently waiting. Who'd have thunk it? I, I didn't at all. <laughs> this level of support is less about ego and really just more about accountability. Putting my big, crazy ideas out into the universe for people to see meant that I was going to have to do something, say something. It meant challenging myself to just step up to the plate or at the very least, try. And more often than not, people were ready and accepting of whatever it is that I had to offer. With my book, for example, while I didn't make the New York Times bestsellers list or anything like that, I had so many amazing internet cousins share my book with their audiences, send me kind words of support, and actually purchase the book. By the way, if that was you... I appreciate you. If I didn't put it out there that I wanted to do these big, crazy things, someone else would have been missing out on whatever it is that I had to share. Someone else wouldn't have had the inspiration that they needed to do their big, crazy thing. So yeah, it was pretty dope to know that people were rooting for me and that those big, crazy ideas maybe aren't so crazy. Social media is or can be, the great equalizer. So many of my new opportunities came from social media. 
design consultations, friends that helped me with my book, hell, even my new job, all came from social media. And if you follow any or all of my pages, then you already know I do not have thousands and thousands of followers. But every time someone shared something I did or said, including that one time one of my fave influencers shared one of my IG stories, P.S. I still have the screenshot because that was kind of dope. I gained just a little bit more, making me just a tad bit more visible and allowing me to put myself out there in ways that some people think are reserved for larger followings. Social media can be such an asset if you do not get caught up in the popularity of it all. To be quite honest, as of recording this, like while I'm sitting here, I am actually in the middle of a 21-day quote-unquote fast from social media. So I am definitely not opposed to unplugging and just walking away when all the noise gets too loud. On episode 19 of season one, I talked about how I was able to gain collaborations and speaking gigs and just so many great opportunities with less than a thousand followers. All of this was thanks to social media. I'm not the largest influencer, for lack of a better word. I am not the most visible user, but it still put me on a very even playing field with many of the people that I admire. Lesson number eight, it's okay to say no. I kicked off 2019 with such momentum that I was just so certain it was going to be filled with huge opportunities from beginning to end. But halfway through the year, I found myself having to make really tough decisions, having to sacrifice and having to say no. I had to say no to other people, and I had to say no to myself. I had to skip conferences I'd already paid for, turn down speaking opportunities that I worked really hard for, and I had to walk away from exciting new projects. These were things that I wanted and that I waited so long for, but when the time came, God said, nope, I have other plans for you. Saying no was not and is not easy by any stretch of the imagination, but it was necessary to make room for what mattered. I had to prioritize, again, my health, my family, my peace. So that meant just being able to let go and trust that when the time is right, bigger and better would come my way again. If you've been around me for a significant amount of time, then you've probably already heard me say everything happens for a reason. It is a phrase I live by simply because even if we don't understand it or like what we're going through, there is a reason for it and there's a lesson to be learned. So I am always looking for and just open to life's lessons. I could have let the past year of ups and downs send me into a downward spiral. And I was pretty damn close, to be honest. But instead, I chose to find the lessons, lessons that I could turn around and use for my next chapters. Chances are you're listening to this show because you're in a season of learning in your own journey, whether it's literally learning from business webinars and just all the experts or learning from your experiences like I have.
I am super geeked and just really excited to be part of your journey. And I'm excited to share my journey with you. There are going to be some changes to the podcast, but you can still expect this kind of same candid and caffeinated conversation that you've been used to. Unless you're new to the show, and in which case, buckle up, buttercup. Starting off the season by sharing my lessons with you, I wanted to get you thinking about the year ahead. Thinking about how you can start paying attention to what's happening in your life and in your business and what all of it might be teaching you. Even in the midst of the worst situations, there's something to be learned. So here is to another season of lessons. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any of the new upcoming episodes, because even in my silence, I've been recording. Y'all know I love batching. And I would hate for you to miss any of what's in store. To catch up with me off the show, be sure to follow along with the Design Influence on Instagram or Albie Knows. Till next time, friends. Bye.